we have all of these strengths, we have all these desires, we have all these dreams, we have all these goals, we have all the capabilities already within us, but the busyness and the distractions and the lack of boundaries or other people's expectations or you name it, they serve as barriers for us accessing that potential within ourselves. Happy Tuesday and welcome back to Fullside Podcast. This is episode 99 and I'm your host, Rachel Antony. That little clip is from our guest today, Mandy Balick. She is the founder of the Ace Class and it's date night. She was also on the podcast back in the early days. She's episode six. So if you just scroll and scroll and scroll, you can listen to her whole story. It's super interesting and inspiring what she has created for herself. Um, On this episode, we talk about what it means to level up the tools and resources that help her do that and why she schedules her calendar minute by minute. We talk about the importance of saying no to the things that don't light you up and make room for the things that really matter to you, why you should keep your goals and intentions front of mind and create a value system to base your decisions on. She shares the story of Rise, which is a conference for women to connect, rise higher and up level their life. I think you will get a lot out of this episode. It's inspiring and it really gives you that fire to go out and create the things in the world that you want to. Um, I always love talking to Mandy and hearing what she has to say and taking her advice for building businesses and really just creating the best life that you can live. Um, I will be at the Rise Conference as a guest. I'm super excited to experience it. And if you listen to this episode and you also feel like you need to be there because it's going to be amazing, you can use code RACHEL15 for 15% off your tickets. And then DM me to tell me you're coming so that we can meet up together in Lake Louise. It's going to be beautiful. I have everything linked in the show notes below for all of the information. Um, Let's just jump into it. This is a great episode. Here is Mandy Ballack. Let us start, and you want to just introduce yourself and give us a fun fact to break the ice. Amazing. Thanks for having me, Rachel. So my name is Mandy Balick. I am the founder of the ACE class and the RISE conference. Currently living in Calgary, Vancouver girl, born and raised. And fun fact about me is I currently own 78 domains. Oh my God. <laughs> that's insane which is super random but like every month when I look at my credit card statement and I see GoDaddy I'm like this is a habit I need to get rid of um wow I have an idea I'm like okay well I better buy that domain and maybe I'll start that business one day I have a lot of I have a lot of riffraff domains if anyone just wants a business idea like holler at me (laughs) (laughs) how many what would your percentage be of actual websites like are uh, they just the domain there's no website like, I mean maybe at one point they were something <laughs> <laughs> but like really only like five of them are are live <laughs> wow maybe yeah so <laughs> that's the greatest fun fact I've ever heard <laughs> uh, it's oh. a really expensive fun fact <laughs> yeah you need to be sponsored by GoDaddy like right? where are they <laughs> need an affiliate code <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> that is amazing and so you've been on the podcast before you were on here of October 
of 2018, which is actually crazy because I remember recording it like it was last week. So that was a year and a half ago. Um, do you want to talk about, you can give us a brief little history of kind of like what you do, what ACE is. Um, but if people want to know, it's episode six, which is also crazy because this is episode 101. So Whoa! episode six, yeah, for Mandy's full story. But do you want to give us just like a brief rundown and then talk about the evolution of ACE in the last year and a half? Absolutely. Um, Rachel, that's crazy. 101. This is amazing. And yes, that does feel like yesterday you came over to my house and uh, I was really jealous of your microphone, which I now have. <laughs> amazing. Um, but like, congratulations on over a hundred episodes. That's a lot of work. And anyone listening that thinks that making a podcast is easy, it's not, it's a lot of work. Uh, anyways, backstory. So when I started ACE, uh, three years ago and it was January, 2017 that I did my first event and the intention and the vision behind ACE when I started was, was really, I was coming from a place where I was craving more meaningful relationships and meaningful connections in my life. I was overcoming a massive blow to my ego and a failed business at the time. And you can go back and listen to episode six and talk uh, all about that. But um, I was sort of sick of talking about the weather with people. And what I noticed because I was going through this, uh, this place in my life that, you know, the, the, the cards were not so awesome and I was isolating myself and I was sitting in my shit and people didn't know how to handle that. They didn't know how to have a real conversation with me and I didn't know how to have a real conversation with them either. And, and I just wanted more. So when I created the first ACE brunch, it was about uh, creating a space where women could connect and we could also hear the stories and get inspired by really inspiring entrepreneurs and female leaders in our city that were willing to be real and vulnerable and share like, you know, the real stuff behind starting a business or behind like getting to where the optics of success were in their life. And that really was the catalyst for what ACE become and over the, or what ACE has become. And over the last three years, um, I started getting on planes and expanding our events across the country. We were in six cities across Canada, um, doing this brunch event. Uh, we then started sort of listening to our community and seeing what else was going on and recognizing that the women in our community are actually those that are really excited about growth and excited about building their business, about excited about um, building up who they are. And ACE has been that platform. So we have, um, we've done hundreds of events across the country at this point, and we're now heading into our third conference and uh, our rise conference is sort of an extension of what ACE does. And it's where all of the, um, all of the pillars of our values and our experiences really come together under one roof. So it's been a crazy three years, Rachel. <laughs> that it is crazy, especially when you say it that fast in like a five minute summary. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been it's been definitely wild. It's been really rewarding to see the the community that has been built. It's been really hard also. Um and Ace is really representative of where my heart is at always. And I only build things that I need and I want in my life and Ace really represents everything that I needed at a certain point that I wish I had. So, you know, whether that was hearing real 
uh, advice, whether that was having real connection and real conversation, um, you know, fulfilling relationships or mentorship or support with, you know, growing my business or, or whatever that is, like anything that I'm hungry for, it shows up as far as the, in the ACE programming. And, and so, you know, that's been, that's been really motivating, um, and inspiring to see, you know, women connect with that as well. Totally. When I think that's what makes your events feel so real when you're like in them, like you can feel that, that it's actually for a purpose and that it's coming from an authentic and genuine place. Because I feel like some events are put on because they're like, this is what we're supposed to be doing, or this is what's like, cool. Like you should come drink wine because it's like, women like wine as opposed to what you're doing which is really getting more to like the root <laughs> of things <laughs> and giving someone giving people a place for that like vulnerability and ability to connect with women that are in the same place mm-hmm. which is amazing Absolutely. yeah and it's so important that we do have that connection in our lives I mean really that's what we're here for right and so we can take up space and we can go to events that are pretty and take pretty photos and whatever, but it's like, what's the impact? What's the impact in, in your life? And, um, you know, the evolution of ACE actually has been really crazy because when we first started, you know, it was about removing the barriers for women to connect and to support one another. And that has switched. That's like the brass tacks now. And what it really is, is now it's a place for, um, for being the best version of yourself and supporting other women to do that too. So that's been a big evolution as well. You know, we went from being like, Hey, women are mean to each other. So we should like put them in a room and, you know, connect them in a meaningful way and realize that we're all the same. And then, you know, the world has shifted so much in the last three years too, which has been really, really incredible. It's such an incredible time to be a woman really. Um, But now we're thinking bigger and we're playing bigger than that. And it's like, how do we support women to make a bigger impact in the world? And that starts with those connections so that, you know, you're, you have that fulfillment that you can go back and create more for your communities, for your families, for the world. Right. I love that. And you just mentioned it and we'll get into rise and like what the conference is and everything, but you talk a lot about leveling up and rising up. So, which can mean a lot of different things to different people. And what does it mean to you specifically? And what have you changed in your life to level up? Oh, level up, level up, level up. We need like Sierra theme song (laughs) right now, right? That was our theme song for our first rise event. But, but truly to me, you know, I'm just curious about, about what the best version of me looks like always. And that's a constant evolution. And I think for me, leveling up is that we are always in progress and we are always in process. And if we're constantly seeking like, okay, what's, what's next? And, and that's taking your learning and, and growing from there, right? Expanding from there. I think that's so important. And I've always been um, someone that's really curious about growth and really curious about learning in a non-traditional sense. Like I was never a good book student, but, um, but I always was like trying to kind of carve my own path as a kid and and find out things like mostly the hard way, but, um, but the leveling up is just like, getting on the court of your life and getting out of your head and into what really lights you up. And I have got a, um, I've got a post-it or not a post-it. It's like a label that I, I made a couple of years ago and I put it on my laptop. So I see it every day and it says, get on the court. 
And what that means is like, you can live life in the stands and you can be calling down, trying to change the play. And if anyone, you know, if you've ever been to a sporting event, like, you know, like when you're yelling at the players or you're like, oh my God, they didn't score. How'd you get that goal in or whatever that is? Like that's being on the stands of your life. And when you're on the court, you have the power to change the play. And I look at that every day. And and to me, that's like, get on the court, do the uncomfortable stuff, like, like, what are what's possible here? And that's taken shape in a lot of different ways, you know, whether that's um, reading books, whether that's, you know, consuming podcasts, finding people that really inspire me, and just watching and listening and learning on what they do. Um, taking time, like actually learning to create space in my life for um, things like stillness and meditation, which when I first became an entrepreneur eight years ago was absolutely not possible. Um, but there's, you know, or, or like attending, attending conferences, attending events, like looking where those people that I aspire to be are, and then going there and putting myself into it and, and leveling up often feels really uncomfortable and a little bit scary because you're going somewhere that you've never been before. But every time I've, I've done that, it's been like, okay, this is, I can do this. So, so leveling up is just constant expansion, constant growth and and recognizing it's always in progress and always in process. I love that. And I think even if it, people have a little bit of a different definition of what it is, I think it's always that same idea that you're becoming just a better version of who you're meant to be. And depending on how you get there and what you need to do to do it. Um, I think that that's the end goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We well, have one life, like why not make it awesome and leveling up, like level up your relationships, level up your health, level up your mindfulness, level up your fitness, like, like, you know, just push yourself outside of that comfort zone a little bit and, and find out what's possible there and how different that will feel. Totally. There's no regrets. And if you like level up a little bit too fast, you can always just take a little (laughs) step back and it'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Go back and be comfortable. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, oh shit, too many things are happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So what are some of the practical tools and practices that you use to stay focused on your goals, but then at the same time to always feel like you're moving forward and leveling up in that way? I'm a big planner. Um, So in regards to like staying focused and moving forward, I'm checking in on my goals every day and um, I have them as visual cues. So, you know, I'm in my home office right now. I'm looking beside me and like, I have my 2020 like goals and vision, like in a place where I look at it every single day. And I, and I see that. And I have another uh, quote actually here beside me and it says, ask yourself every morning, what will I pay attention to today is what I'm focusing on moving my life forward in some way. And what I've noted is like, it's really easy to be busy, but there's a big difference of being busy and getting things done. And if you're you know, for me, what's been really powerful is like setting those key priorities, those things that are really important to me. And in those buckets of like, you know, what's important in my personal life? Like, what do I want to accomplish this year? Um, and what's important in my, uh, my relationship? What do I want to accomplish as a couple this year? And what would feel really good in my business this year? And, and coming back to it and reviewing it always. And, and, and it's really easy to get 
off track as well. But when you have those visual cues and when you've got those check-ins kind of scheduled in the calendar, you're going to look at it and be like, uh, you know what, now I know how to shift out of like, maybe I can say no to that. Maybe I can free up that space a little bit and get back to that intention of what I said I was going to do. No, I like that. And do you do that? Is that like at the beginning of the year, once a month, once a week, when do you like contribute to that, like goals and the plans and everything? Yeah. So I do like, I, I love 90 day sprints, like 90 days. So I'll do like a year plan. So here's what a perfect year looks like. And then um, every 90 days it's revisiting the plan. And then every week it's looking at the goals. So we have, you know, with ACE and, and rise, like, um, and my business is like, we come together once a week as a team and we review those things. Like what were our, we call them rocks. What are our rocks we're looking to accomplish this quarter? And um, are we on track? Yes or no. And like, you know, checking in as a team every week. And then when we do that check-in, we also do like, okay, uh, when is our next 90 day meeting where we're looking at the whole year and are we on track? Like it's, so it's kind of, it's kind of constant. So looking at it every day, uh, a weekly meeting and then looking at everything at 90 days at a time, really, we can, we have an attention span of 90 days. So when you think of something in the sense of like, what am I accomplishing in this quarter, in this 90 days, it becomes a lot more achievable than thinking about a year or three years or five years or 10 years. Like people ask me what my 10 year plan is. I'm like, I don't know. Like <laughs> I actually have no idea. And I'm okay with that. Um, because that just, that makes me, that scares me. But when I have my year and my quarters planned out, um, and personally and professionally, that's really helpful to keep me on track. Even just saying it as 90 days as opposed to three months feels better. Yeah, like, 90 days. You can do it for 90 days. Maybe 100%. not three months, but 90 days seems totally doable. <laughs> 90 days. I like converted my business to the um, EOS model this year. And for anyone that's interested in learning more about that, there's a book called WTF is EOS and it's the entrepreneurial operating system. There's other books like Traction and things like that underneath it. And it's totally changed my business because it talks about things in 90 day sprints. It talks about things um, in through the lens of like um, your vision leading every decision that you make. And um, it's been really, really valuable. And everyone on my team has their own rocks and things that they're working for and reaching for within the company that they know how their rocks contribute to the biggest um, biggest impact within the company. And so, you know, if, if you're working with a team, getting everyone on the same page is the only way you can actually move forward. Right. So. No, oh, I love that. I'm going to have to read that book. It's I'm, good. I'm going to go to chapters today and buy it. <laughs> um, and this wasn't part of the questions, but you just did a post on it the other day, maybe about your calendar specifically and then everything is super scheduled like to the minute. And so I just wanted to talk about that because again, I feel like people want practical ways to organize their life and really like achieve their goals. And I feel like the way you're doing it is very intentional. And so I just wanted you to walk us through why your calendar is organized like that um, and how it helps you actually getting to everything you want to get to. 100%. If anyone looked at my calendar, they would probably have so much anxiety. But to me, I'm like, it is calm and cool. And like, uh, for me, so time discipline equals time freedom. 
So what that means is if it's not in the calendar, it doesn't get done. And if it's in the calendar, I don't have to stress about it. So, you know, I have that practice of like, um, you can, you can figure out what my values are and my priorities are at a quick glance in my calendar. I go to work on myself before I go to work for anyone else every morning. I get up, I go to the gym, I have my morning routine and like that's calendared every day. Like I look at it and that's just a part of it. Um, I won't take a call before 8.30 or 9 in the morning. I'll have a check-in call with my assistant. Um, I time block exactly when I'm going to take external phone calls and meetings throughout my week and then I build people in there. Um, and then I, I have calendar blocks for uh, open space. Like it's just in there as open space. Um, I've got all of my team meetings set up on recurring weekly and we're very consistent with keeping those things. Um, and even my date night with my husband is in there every Friday night. And when you can put those things in the calendar and you just have, um, a sense of peace, like, okay, those are the things that are really important to me. And so I know that they're happening. Um, and then you don't have to be like living by all the lists of like, okay, this has to get done. This has to get done and taking up space in your head. It's just in the calendar. So there's a really great book. If anyone's interested in some time management tips, um, it's called off the clock and, uh, Laura Vandekamp. She's awesome. She actually did, um, what she did is she documented every minute of her life for a few years. And, uh, I don't recommend doing that. That's crazy, <laughs> but this was her job, right? Her job is to document her time. Um, but it was really valuable to hear her start to look at her time and say, wow, like, where am I time rich instead of where am I time poor? And we can always find time, you know, whether that's like learning how to savor a moment of, uh, you know, enjoying a cup of coffee undistracted. That's like a couple minutes that could feel really, really rich versus, hey, I don't have time for coffee. We can kind of change our, our language and relationship with time. But she also looked at, okay, well, um, I'm driving for seven and a half hours each week. How can I get that time back? So whether it's like doing Zoom calls uh, with people instead of face-to-face uh, -face meetings when they're recurring meetings that are happening all the time um, or using that time to like listen to books and stuff like that. So reading that book changed my relationship with time. I've always been a really big fan of time blocking. Um, and, uh, I really encourage like doing a time audit every once in a while as well. So, you know, if you feel like you're, you're constantly like, I don't have enough time. I can't do this, whatever. Like we always have time for what's important to us. We just have to make time and decide what's important to us. So I'd be happy to, um, to share a screenshot of my calendar. It's all color coded and I'm looking at it right now and I'm like, Oh, that's, that's looking a little hairy, but it's no, it's peace. It's peace to me. And truly like that time discipline equals time freedom is, is really um, key to staying on, on top of everything. Totally. Well, and even like this interview, cause usually I like follow up with people or like I just expect people to not show up, but I like knew because your calendar was like that. I was like, no, it's in there. She's definitely going to be here at nine. I was not listening to the computer and you were already here when this started, but usually people who clearly need to work on their time management, they're like a last minute, like, oh, sorry. Like I totally forgot. Can this be in half an hour? Can this be like, oh my tomorrow? God. And like, no one has time for that. Like I didn't schedule you for tomorrow. So you need to show up when you said you were going to show up. So yes. I think everyone needs to take your advice and really nail that down. 
can we just be adults, please? Like if you've got a, if you've got something scheduled with someone, like let's remove the need to like follow up. Like, Hey, are you still in for tomorrow? Hey, are we still meeting tomorrow? Like we're adults, like set something and show up. And if something comes up, like be respectful in providing the options to reschedule, whatever life comes up, but show up. I had a, a conversation with someone yesterday and they told me that they were like interested in this guy and set up this meeting and they were supposed to like have this first date or whatever. And because she didn't hear from him, like confirming, she didn't show up. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) She didn't show up. And then she was like, Oh my. And then he messaged me and he was sitting there by himself at the coffee shop. (laughs) And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, why would you not go? Like you're 27 years old. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And talk about like using your time wisely. Like how many times do we have to follow up with someone? Like what a waste of time, really. Such a waste of time. It's just (laughs) like live and die by your calendar. Uh, (laughs) That's what works for me. (laughs) Totally. Um, And on that note, um, another value of ACE that I've noticed just like through the Instagram, through like listening to what you talk about is learning to say no and to committing to things that matter to you. So just kind of what we were talking about, um, deciding what's important to you. How do you, or how have you navigated learning to say no? Cause I, I know you personally, so I know this has been a growth spot for you. Um, and then staying firm in the goals and dreams and people that you've committed to. 100%. Uh, this is so important and, oh man, like it's, it's, it's an evolution and it's something actually that is a continuous work in progress. So talk about that, like in progress, in process. Um, yes, my boundaries are getting much stronger and I'm much more, um, assertive in what's important to me and what's not and how to communicate that. But it's certainly not been an easy thing. Um, one of my core values and something really important to me is like, if it's not a fuck, yes, it's a no. And so I say that And yet I have let myself say yes to things that I didn't feel like a hundred percent all in on. And that's really where I've had to learn like, okay, wait, like you already knew that this wasn't something super important. Um, Down to like the time blocking in the calendar, like I said, like now my priorities live in there and I can do a quick glance, like because I can see it visually. If someone is asking me for some of my time, I have to respectfully decline and just say, you know, I don't, um, I, I can't make space for that, um, until May or push it out or even more. So like if you had a decision making, like if you had to decide, like, is this something I would do tomorrow if I could? Yes or no. And then you can say like, am I just pushing this out to soften the blow for them or to like not hurt their feelings or whatever? Or is this something I really want to do? And as soon as you can be honest with yourself and that other person, you're actually just freeing up space in your head, in their calendar, all the things, instead of being so worried about like, oh my gosh, how are they going to feel? There's just a way that you can learn how to say that um, in a way that is kind, right? And as an example, I had someone uh, message me yesterday and they're like, hey, I'm putting together this group of leaders for a mastermind group. Like, it's strictly peer to peer. Would you be interested in, in joining? And old Mandy might've been like, Oh my God, cool. Like the silver platter, like opportunity just got um, dropped off for me. Like I should totally do this. And my response to her instead was, thank you so much for thinking of me. I so appreciate that. I so appreciate it. And I'm honored that you think that I would be a good fit for this. Um, 
this right now, my priorities are focused on building um, my team up and on rise. And so I, I would be a disservice to be a part of this. Best of luck. And that was my no. And that takes time, <laughs> like working on, on how to say that. But if you don't learn to say no, um, there's like those resentful yeses that you give that actually just come back and bite you in the butt and, and you're not looking forward to it and you're not looking forward to doing it and, and your energy is going to suck and then you're not doing anyone a favor, right? So, so learning to say no, learning to understand your priorities and um, just be gracious in the process. Totally. I think just like you said, being kind to everyone, people usually will understand, especially if you just say no right away instead of dragging it out. And sometimes I feel like they know that you're just dragging it out and you're just going to say no later. So it's better to just get it over with and then they can find someone else who is more excited about whatever it is that they're offering. Totally. Otherwise, you're, you're the person that late cancels when you say, <laughs> when you give a resentful yes or like a, a obligatory yes, that's when you're the late canceler. <laughs> totally. And so it's just a vicious circle. So we just all yeah. need to stop it right in our tracks and be responsible mm -hmm. for that. Um, but yeah, totally. It's definitely a hard thing. I've felt the same way in just going out into events and like everything like that. And I used to be like, yeah, I have to go to everything because that's what people expect to see on my Instagram is that I go to all these events and like how cool and blah, blah, blah. And then I, same thing. I realized that I actually just want to stay home and be with Chris and be with my dog and not go talk to talk about the weather to people that I literally do not need to see again. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's my filter too. I'm like, am I going to, it, what's the experience going to be like for me? And the talk about the weather thing, it's so funny. That's my litmus test. Cause I'm, I'm like, no, I don't want to go. Like that's going to be a whole group of people that I can't be real with. And it's just to like show face. And that's a no for me. That's like totally. out of alignment with my values and what I want for my life. And I think all of these things that we're talking about, it, it really comes down to having a clear set of values and understanding like what is important to me? Who am I? And, uh, you know, having three to five kind of pillars that you fall back on, like they can help you make decisions and, and help you make those yeses and nos. Definitely. And just like to touch on that quick, um, cause I know that you do a lot of like personal development and all of this. So how would you suggest someone finds their values if they're like, yeah, that sounds great. But like, couldn't name you two off the top of my head. Um, what's your <laughs> advice for someone to really like get those, um, for who they are and what they want? Totally. Um, Values work is so incredible and it's so rewarding. And I actually revisit my values um, like once or twice a year, actually. And when I do my goal setting, I actually have my values at the top of the goals. Um, so every time I look at my goals, they're there. And there's a lot of worksheets out there. Actually, we might have one um, that I can accompany in the show notes. And Essentially, the process is, is you'll find, um, so if, if, you're, if you have a worksheet and the one that we have, it's just a bunch of words on it. And you want to go through a process of elimination to find the things that are important to you. So the words would be anything from like, you know, um, honesty and trust, integrity, like growth, betterment, community, family, health, like you know, abundance, success, blah, blah, blah. There's so many things that could be on that list and you go through and it's probably 50 to a hundred different words and you start circling like, okay, that resonates. Okay. That resonates. 
And then you get down to, okay, can you take this list and can you maybe combine some? Can you get five? Okay. Or like start at 10 and then get down. Can you get to five? Okay. Could you really push this harder and get to three? And the least amount you have, and they recommend like finding really between three to five values that are really important to you. Um, the more you can really use those as sort of your lighthouses to guide everything you do. And your values can be the same in how you conduct your personal life and how you conduct your professional life. And, um, you know, for, and it also is like a, a check, right? Like, can you really show up where those values are alive in your life? And I've had people that I've done some values work with and, you know, they say uh, things like family or health are really important to them. And, and I'll ask them I'll, like, okay, can you give me some examples of how family and health show up in your day-to-day -day life? And what's really surprising is, you know, sometimes when thinking about it, there's an acknowledgement of, okay, actually that's not showing up in my life. I can't remember the last time I had a family dinner. I haven't picked up the phone and talked to my mom. And so there's these romantic values that we have that are at the core actually really important to us. But what we've done is we've let the busyness of our experiences, our business and everything sort of overcome those values. And when you can get back to this and just using family as an example, because it's easy and it resonates for lots of people. Um, when you can get back to that value and a reminder of like, it's on the wall, like family's important to me, then you can start adding those things into your, into your every day and making sure that you are prioritizing your values and in integrity with your values. And the more we're in integrity with the things that we say are, that are important to us, honestly, the more fulfilling our life will be because we feel in flow. We know we're doing things that light us up. We know we're surrounding ourselves with people that light us up and, um, and really contribute to just feeling good. Like, you know, the more discipline we have around our values, the more discipline we can have in achieving big goals and big dreams that are important to us as well. I love that. And I think that ties in with literally everything that we've talked about mm -hmm. so far as well. Um, that that's just like another thing that contributes to your overall commitment and your goals and everything that you've said. So I love that. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about Rise now. Um, I'm super excited to hear about this whole thing because it wasn't really a part of the talk last time that you were on the podcast. So I'm excited to hear about everything that has went behind it, what your intention was. Jen, just give us the full journey of Rise. Yeah, absolutely. So RISE is an experience that the ACE class presents and RISE is a women's conference. It is, you know, it's actually been something that's been taking up an idea in my head for years and years long before I had ACE. And I've been traveling for conferences and really excited about conferences and personal growth and experiences for quite some time. And I always knew I wanted to do something like that. And ACE gave me the platform to do that. So why I created Rise was the energy that I feel at the ACE events and, you know, traveling across the country and connecting with so many amazing women and hearing what they're up to, like we've been able to create really great impact in a short event that's like two hours, right? Like really by the time you get in, you meet people, you get your seat, you have a drink, have a snack, whatever. You sit down, you listen to a speaker for 45 minutes, you network, you leave, you go back to your life. We can create impact there, but imagine what we can do when we have the time and the space to go deeper. 
And from my personal experience, like traveling to conferences, taking time out of your day-to-day life, taking out time out of your business, time out of your, you know, your busy schedule, all of that, and opening up some space to really nourish yourself. That's where huge shifts in my life have taken place. And we don't normally have access to some of the speakers or the attendees or things like that, that, that we would just in a normal day, but we do at a conference. And I just really wanted to create Rise to help women go deeper and help women like connect with what is really like the barrier holding them back from living their best life. And that's what Rise is. It's like, we have all of these strengths. We have all these desires. We have all these dreams. We have all these goals. We have all the capabilities already within us, but the busyness and the distractions and the lack of boundaries or other people's expectations or you name it, they serve as barriers for us accessing that potential within ourselves. And what Rise does and what going to a conference does, and when you take that step and like get in the car, book the ticket, invest, and you got skin in the game, that's when you can show up and really like show up for yourself and allow those barriers to start to fall down. Allow yourself to be connected with um, a group of other women that are also like leveling up and are interested in, interested in interesting and, and you know, there to, um, to also kind of go after their dreams and, and just get inspired and make a bigger impact in, in the world or in their communities or in their relationship or just in their own head. Um, and so rise, this is our third rise conference. Um, the first one was an international women's day last year. And, uh, the second one was in Vancouver in October and both were really, really magical. And I remember standing in Azure Ridge, which is where we did the first Rise conference um, in Pritis, Alberta last March. And the women were showing up and it was the Thursday night. It was the VIP dinner and, you know, there's piano playing and everyone's dressed up and, you know, cocktails are flowing. And, and I remember just kind of like standing on the sidelines observing and I felt in my heart, I was like, this is what I meant to do. Like, this is the best work I've ever done. And I was so proud and so excited because I could already tell that everyone was like in and everyone was in. And I remember that weekend, like over and over again, just looking around the room and, and acknowledging that there were so many women there that were experiencing like breakthroughs and like connecting and like all these amazing, amazing things were happening. And I think I like bawled my eyes out like many times in the most beautiful way that that whole weekend. Um, I had fake eyelashes on and I remember they were like on my nose at one point. Um, (laughs) But I just, I just remember how beautiful it was actually seeing the impact of my work and seeing that these women just showing up and investing in themselves, they really were, were making change in their life. And it was really, really powerful and it's inspired me to keep going. And, and the next one is coming up in April and it's going to be in Lake Louise. And, you know, there's something really beautiful about that too, because it's turning into sort of a retreat style event. And I mentioned like, it's so important to have skin in the game and get in the car and take the time out of your, out of your day-to-day life so that you can go deeper. 
And the mountains are so representative of that, like giving yourself stillness and, and, and being open and giving yourself space to breathe. And the mountains sort of represent that, like, you know, that courage that it takes sometimes to just grow and, and build community and they're unapologetic. And, um, I'm really looking forward to the next rise and the growth of the community and seeing all the women come together and seeing the impact that the rise event is going to offer them in their lives. I think that's amazing. And I think you've really painted a great picture of what someone can expect when they go to the conference. Um, that is just magical is basically how you've described it. Um, do you want to walk us through if someone hasn't been before, just walk us through kind of the, the day-to-day of what the experience is like um, when attending RISE. 100%. So RISE is two and a half days. Uh, this upcoming one starts on Thursday morning. So you get there, you're going to be greeted with like hot coffee and some delicious snacks and breakfast and surrounded by sort of a buzz of women just like excited and connected. And um, the space that we create, like the environment that we're in is so important to me because that, you know, that inspiring environment really allows for those breakthroughs to happen. So, you know, you'll, there'll be flowers and beautiful decor and things like that. And it'll be really beautiful and you'll walk in and We'll do an opening. We'll have some hype crew there. There's like some dancing, some movement, um, some Sierra level up, level up. (laughs) Um, We have Joanna Magic, who is a local DJ here. If anyone is uh, listening in Calgary and knows her, she's going to be the vibe keeper for the weekend. So Joanna will be playing um, as of eight o'clock every morning. Um, And then it's like keynote experiences um, on the main stage where we're all together. And then we have some breakout sessions that are more curated for some of those um, different topics. And the pillars of content that we talk about at Rise is about uh, business and leadership, health and wellness, and relationships. So we kind of go through uh, all of that. uh, And and the way, the reason we do that is like, we have a holistic approach to how we talk about rising and how we talk about success. And you know, to be successful in your business or running your business or as a leader, um, you need to be looking inwards and taking care of yourself and your mental health and how you're moving your body. And, and then your relationships really support all of that. So the breakout sessions, uh, keynotes and workshops all um, are, are those topics. Um, and then in the evenings, we have connection opportunities. We've got a VIP dinner happening on Thursday night where we're going to have some really beautiful um, VIP experiences, some live music, vocalists, pianists, as well as some live spoken word poetry. And then on Friday, we open up with some movement. Uh, The girls from Limbus, and I know they've been on your podcast as well, MC and Darby, they're coming out and they're going to be doing a Limbus workout on Friday morning, which is really an incredible workout, but it's also an emotional release and something really beautiful to sort of light up and power up the day. So that'll be Friday morning. And then 
again, another full day of programming. So keynotes on stage, workshops, breakout sessions. We have mentor power hour at lunch. And then we have a wrap-up party on Friday night. And then some rack activities that are sort of choose your own adventure on Saturday, where you'll be able to jump on a bus and go skiing or snowshoeing up at Sunshine. You'll be able to stick around the Fairmont to do some hiking, or you can stay inside and Limbus is going to be doing a, a longer workout and experience. And then we'll have some yoga nidra and, um, and some other connection opportunities. So, so really it's, um, it's, it's going to be incredible. And, uh, for those that haven't been before and are listening, like we're not your typical conference, we kind of break all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And it'll be my first time experiencing the conference. So I'm super excited to see what it's all about because I've seen it on Instagram. Like I said, before we start, I had major FOMO in the last one. So I'm excited to really be there in person, especially in Louise. Um, like I mentioned before, it's like you said, it's a retreat style. And I think especially if you're in Calgary, we make a lot of excuses not to drive out to Lake Louise, which is where people fly in from all over the world to see. And so the fact that we would fly other places to go to conferences, but then not go to one of the like wonders of the world for our own personal <laughs> development is insane. I know, right? And actually we did a site walk last week and it's an hour and 50 minutes from downtown. So it's really not, it's not even that far. I felt dumb. I was like, oh my gosh, why don't I come here more often? <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> Especially because you drive across the city back and forth all day and probably spend like five hours in your car in the city. But then are like, well, I can't drive to Lake Louise. It's too far. I know, I know. And it's, you know, and there's also something really special about like not being able to make the excuse of like, oh, I got to go let my dog out or I got to go back to this meeting or whatever. Like you really want, you got to have skin in the game. If you, you know, like women are so in their work right now, we're doing a lot of work and um, that it's an incredible time to to be a woman, it's an incredible time to be a part of this community, all of that. And we deserve to show up for ourselves. We deserve time. We deserve, like, we need this space to really nourish who we are so that we continue to serve and show up for the people and the businesses and all the things that we're up to that are so important. It's like, it starts with you. I love that. And a couple last questions. So the conference, it's April 22nd. Do you wanna give us the, the dates? April 23rd to 25th, so Thursday, Friday, and then a half day Saturday. All the info is at jointherise.ca. Um, and if you want to check us out on Instagram, it's at jointherise with an underscore. And uh, yeah. Amazing. Well, Fairmont Chateau Lake Louise, we have an awesome rate with them actually too. So it's um, normally super expensive to stay at the Fairmont and they've hooked us up with a conference rate of $213 a night. So if you're coming out with a friend to like double occupancy makes it super affordable. Um, and if it's somewhere that you want to come, but you're unsure about coming by yourself, I want to just acknowledge that, that this is a really warm community to come by yourself and you're going to meet people. You're going to make connections like immediately. We, we really help facilitate and curate that. So if you don't have a group of friends that you feel is like on this level with you and you're looking to level up your community, um, you can totally come by yourself. We would love to have you. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing everything, inspiring us all. Now I know what I'm going to do on my seven hour flight tonight is really figure my whole life out. So I appreciate <laughs> that. 
Oh, so good, Rachel. I hope you have the best time. Thank you so much for having me on. And I can't wait to rise with you this year. So really appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit of my story and, and the rise event. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Poolside Podcast. I hope you are just as inspired and motivated to organize your calendar, find your values, learn about time management and everything else that Maddie talked about, as well as attend the RISE conference. It's going to be amazing. Lake Louise is beautiful. And like we talked about in the podcast, it is so close to us if you live in Calgary. So if you want to go, use code Rachel15 for 15% off your tickets. I will be there all weekend. Um, super excited. If you do get a ticket, make sure to tell me so that we can meet up. And if you like this episode, screenshot it, tag me on Instagram, share it with your friends. I would love to hear why you loved it. DM me. Always looking forward to connect. So thanks again for listening and I will see you in the next episode, episode 100. So you don't want to miss it.